It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Bear Sports Podcast. We are back again. All three of us. We have Tim, we have Jackson, and Kevin. We're back together. Finally, as Chicago Bears news is really starting to come to come to its peak before the season starts. We had our first preseason game. We've got Roquan Smith and whatever the hell's going on with him and his contract and some position battles that we're going to go over, but Tim Jackson, how have you been? I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good summer. It's it's. I can't remember the last time all three of us been together. I think when Kev, we did a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago that can be like our lost episode. But I joked around. I was like, I think the last time we did a podcast before that it was just like there were no West Coast Big Ten teams. So Tim, it's it's been a while. <laughs> it has been. Yeah, a while. I yeah, I was just talking about that with somebody, but. Yeah, summer's coming to a close. I I could tell you, I with school starting here, being busy and stuff, I'm just ready for some football. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. it might be losing football, but I'm ready for some football. Well, the, the absolutely. Nice, the nice thing about football is you can plan your weekend around it. Same same uh, time every weekend. You don't, you don't plan your weekend around it. You That uh, is your weekend. That is the weekend. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a cornerstone of it. This is the point of... Uh, the year where it's like if you have uh, if you have shit to do over the weekend and it's not and it can be done early, you got to get done early or else it's cutting into Sunday time. Especially, obviously, Tim, you know, being uh, being married, it kind of makes that things a little bit more difficult, a little more challenging. You got things to do around the house. It's got to be done Saturday, Friday night, or even Sunday before the game starts. So, absolutely. If not, if not, then you're kind of Kind of screwed. Honestly, I, I don't know how it happened or how I lucked out, but I feel like my wife watched more football, at least NFL football, than I did last year. So I like, mean, helps when her team was good. That, yeah, well, she just likes you know it, it on the TV a little bit, so that's pretty nice. It's it's nice to you know it, it's it's honestly a really good league right now for like neutrals or if you're like not really super centered about your team like there's always it seemed like monday night football games like were always pretty fun uh they're trying what it's gonna be on twitch on thursday like youtube tv you can watch the replays and all that like it's it's a pretty good time to be an nfl fan if you you know there's usually i don't know for whatever reason here in arizona there's always like whenever the cardinals aren't on there's always like a pretty good game on especially because the local teams like the like are the ones that are around here, like you know, Chargers, Raiders, uh, you know, Rams or whatever, they're all uh, the West they, teams. You got good. They're like good. good. So yeah, like it's not like you know, oh, I gotta watch the Vikings play, you know, freaking the Browns or some shit. And and I was just uh, I forgot what I was looking at. I think it was just like a graphic I saw on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But the number of teams like that have a considered a quote unquote high powered offense. Like for if you're a casual fan, neutral fan, that's, that's great to see. Like you have, like, like you said, uh, pretty much all the AFC and NFC West teams. And you've got teams like the Ravens, the Buccaneers, you got, the, I mean, the Packers, obviously like a bunch of high powered offensive teams, which is going to make, make football fun to watch. If you're a casual fan or just a neutral fan in general, or if you're watching for fantasy football purposes. Well, and, you know, if you're a Bears fan, you don't really get to see the high power. Yeah, offense. you got to so live you, vicariously. Yeah, you, you, you're like, oh, shit, like, fantasy players actually do shit in these games? Oh, crap. Oh, I know. It's like, I mean, just being the Cardinals fan, it's like, oh, you have uh, D-Hop and uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown going? Like, what's that like? I will definitely be interested on the whole, like... Kyler attitude this year, so Phase Clan, Phase Clan, uh, Kyler. Just you know, with all the shit he's been getting about the the uh, <laughs> not watching film and stuff. So you better believe it. I I don't mind it being on the TV, especially because it seems like it works out because they're never really on at the same time. And man, gonna be a better season because 
we're going to be at the the early games quite a bit, and those are the best. That's the those, best time for Bears games, early games. Those are those are the best games, especially. I mean, you being on the West Coast, you get like the nice ten o'clock game. Is that that's oh, the yeah. time it starts, right? Uh, yes. Oh yeah, those, those that's glorious. Nice. Uh, but before we get into the, the the Bears' first preseason game, just because Tim, you mentioned Kyler, and you know, like he has to turn off the turn off the Xbox and study uh, some game film, and, and obviously that was part of his contract and taken out. Um, kind of similar to it, but Doctor Disrespect getting some reps as the 49ers uh, quarterback at training camp. Did you see that? I saw that he he threw like 60 yeah. yards very easily. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna um, say like that's what that's Kyler's dream right there to be a, a streamer and then a football player second. Well, I mean, crazy career this guy's had just playing video games, gets to go see the Warriors games, and then just gets to go show up to the Niners. Uh, <laughs> Practice and just throw to George Kittle, like, because George Kittle likes him. So, like, that's pretty darn cool. And the fact that, like you said, he's throwing bombs, like, you know, he's played basketball in college or whatever, but, you know, you expect any other video game streamer to go out there and just, like, throw it in this little duck snort five-yard pass. But, no, he's he's got it, man. I don't even think I could... I don't even know how far I could throw a football right now. It is not... It is probably half that. <laughs> the only reason I think I can throw a, well, the last football I guess I should say that I throw it through is a like kids football just because obviously doing what I do I work with little uh, younger kids and the footballs that they have are a little bit smaller so those things are just so easy to chuck and feel like you're Tom Brady out there but yeah oh, give a, me the nerf uh, stuff yeah, the, t- the, the tail fins one. I'll get it 60 yeah oh yeah <laughs> NFL football yeah I don't know been a minute might have to deflate it a little bit, Brady style, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, gentlemen, week one of the preseason in the books. The Bears came out with a win. Not that it means anything. Um, how do do you just want to break it down quarter by quarter? How do we want to how do we want to go about going over preseason game number one? I I don't know if you have to go like the full like how we would do a. Uh regular game i mean any thoughts for sure especially the first quarter because that's when the starters are out right yeah maybe we just like talk about the starters first kind of action and then we should talk about what we look what we liked from the backups or the guys that got in in the second third and fourth quarters but if it i don't know about you guys but the first quarter it just seemed like patrick mahomes was dicing us up dicing us up pretty easily um so that wasn't fun to see uh, we didn't have our starting corners, so you know you got that. But obviously, our starting corners are very young, so yeah. But like, you're that like Lamar Jackson guy. Like, this is your time to shine to like try to make a tackle, right? Like, make a play, and like you just throwing your shoulder at people. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta wrap up. Well, I, I, there, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I didn't really see like. Obviously, I'm not seeing Tariq Hill anymore, but I didn't see their top receivers out there either. No, no, and, no, no. But like, I think it was just a friendly reminder that the Chiefs team is still a lot better than the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously phenomenal. No yeah. matter who's out there, he's gonna do his thing. But uh, the Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think I saw some things that I liked. He didn't go out. He didn't go out there and you know throw two touchdowns and 150 yards in his you know, couple of drives. But I don't know. I, I, what about you guys? But it seemed like three or four plays that like stood out. I think he seemed a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. I don't know if that is him and like being older and like understanding the game a little bit better, being more experienced, or if maybe he felt like he had more time with the line. And See, I himself. I think he's gonna have to move more. Because if you saw that right side of that line, man, they they looked bad. They couldn't run block. The the first driver he took the sack came from the right side. Like that's that's definitely going to be scary. You, you and especially since the guy who struggled was one of your free agents that you brought in. And now it's just like okay, now you're going to have a position battle at right guard and right tackle. You still like your centers. You're you're supposedly you know Patrick. What's his name? Um, Lucas Patrick. Lucas Patrick. He's not going to play till week one, hopefully. 
you know, hopefully he plays on league. That's one. what you want from new teammates to not have any sort of cohesion with anybody. Yeah, and now <laughs> your your backup, the guy from Illinois, uh, Kramer, is going to be out for the year. Yeah. Did the, they did they the, say that it was officially the Liz Frank injury? Or? Yeah, they came out today. Mm. So and now you're going back. Is that, to your, is that your foot? I. I didn't even look it up. I, I want to say it is it's a, some sort of fracture in your foot. I remember seeing it previously on a. And now you're going, had now it. you're going it's back. To, it's the top of your foot. Yeah. You're yeah, going back yeah. to Sam Mustaford, and I guess he was, you know, dropping balls today at uh, practice. So it's just like, oh, here we go again. I you can't you cannot look at PFF for everything, and especially in a preseason game. But wasn't I saw like Sam Mustaford was like graded like a twenty in <laughs> in the preseason. Game. Oh. That's wow. Okay, cool. Now again, I'm gonna. I always scratch my head at like, you know, grades that are seventy to eighty or sixty. You're like, okay, I don't really understand the difference here. But I feel like if you're a twenty, you're it's, it's noticeable. Like you can <laughs> you, were, you can tell. You're like, good. You were good, especially in a position like offensive line. Like if if you're watching a game and you say, oh, like this guy has a you know twenty rating, and he's a receiver. Like he probably dropped a bunch of balls or fumbled or, right. or didn't get past two. Or didn't get past. What what is an average? I never look at PFF, but like what is an average? Usually like you're, you're 60, 70. 60, you know? 70. So a twenty yeah. in a Ooh. preseason. That's what I'm saying. Like I always am just like what? That's like just putting your name on an assignment. I was literally I'll, just gonna say that. That's all he did. He he put on the, he put on his jersey. That's what he did for the game. I I just I. We could incorporate that more of the season and just go, oh, man, what do you think about this? Like, I'll probably just – I'll trip you up, Jackson, with offensive linemen. I'll, uh, if you start if you start saying singing the praises of one of the offensive linemen, be like, oh, his PFF was 50-something, you know, yeah, or whatever. I'm, but I just I, – 20, again. 20 just, <laughs> it's, it's, hear, it, like, But do you hear, like, reports about it at practice? Like, you had a shitty practice today. It's like, here we go again. I don't need to hear anything about it because he was bad last year. And he was bad the year before. Yeah. And I, now, when you watch the second preseason game, I'm going to be pretty locked in. Not that I am locked in on offensive line in a, in a regular season game or whatever. But I got to see what a, 20, what a potential 20 ranking looks like. The issue is, line. like, with offensive line, you have a good one, and no one pays attention. But when it's bad, everyone and their mother knows it's bad. Like, yeah. you can't hide from it. Like, well, you, you just can't. You saw you saw the highlights with the Mooney catch, and then, uh, oh, boy, I was what, – what's his name? The receiver that uh, did pretty hard? Right? Tajay Sharp. Yeah. yeah. And, and honest, about like three that was a nice throw, too, the one that right yeah. off the Yeah, he, took, he stood in the pocket on that. I like the fact that – He's also a little bit bigger of a body, like the six one. You know, it's not a under six receiver. Like, man, it would be really nice. I mean, that was a big thing that we all were looking for in preseason to have a receiver that's not one of the ones we know about show up. Yeah, and, and the other thing, like you know, Kevin, when we did our the podcast here, you know, two and a half weeks ago, it was like, okay, you know, we were talking about the Harris signing, and we're like, okay, let's. No, this guy really hasn't had the opportunity to play in New England. He has a big body, and then boom, oh, Harry, out. yeah, Nikhil he, Harry, yeah, yeah Nikhil Harry. Now he's out for like half the year. It's just like, well, shit. You know, you didn't spend that much on on uh, wide receivers, and you know, people are going to blame. But there were so many holes that they needed to fill in draft for. Now you're he was really waiting. Down. He was waiting for tier four, tier five free agents. That's one of the right. tier four or five he gets, and obviously, it's not. Ryan Poles, who went over and just busted up his knee or whatever the heck it was. But, no. yeah, I agree with you. It, it's it's not good because that's that, that was an answer, theoretically, to a and, problem. And like, obviously, in today's sports media, it's just like they're going to look at more of how do you help Justin Fields and right away, and they're only going to be looking at from, like, a wide receiver or tight end perspective because, you know, they're the ones who rank up. Do you know why? Points. But they just, needed offensive line help. Well, this is going to go to what you're just saying, and I think you might know, but why was Velas Jones and Pringle not playing? I didn't know about Pringle, but I think Velas Jones has been banged up. Yeah, they he they came out today. Someone asked him at a, a press conference saying, like, are, are you being held out? Were you held out of the first preseason game uh, due to injury? And he said, oh, you have to ask Coach about that. So I don't know what yeah. that means necessarily, but it sounds like it wasn't 
could could have been just like preventative or maybe I don't know. He got banged up, but but nothing do, too much came out about it. Do we know if if they? I guess they probably haven't even said, but. I guess we could just answer what what our thoughts would be, but do we know one if they're gonna do the typical preseason of like Fields only plays week well, one, week three, or are so they gonna, gonna actually happen, give him reps? So what's gonna happen this week, and it's been some controversy because a lot of NFL teams are facing this, is that historically preseason games are a little bit more regional. You know, you, you play AFC teams are a little bit closer to you. It's very rare rare that you're going to the West Coast on a short week. So you're only going to see the starters, they said today, for maybe a series or two, if that. Yeah, they said six six to ten plays or something like that. Yeah, because if you look at their schedule this week, they did no pads Monday, pads yesterday, and a light – or pads today. They're going to have walkthrough tomorrow, and it's travel day, you know? And um, I think it is weird that you have a Saturday – Saturday noon game, and then a quick turnaround and play Thursday for a preseason game all the way on the West Coast. It is the primetime uh, preseason game this week. Wow. I Believe I it or not. So ex- I mean, we'll, Kev, we'll be able to watch it. Yeah, we will be together to watch it, which is – that's what, that's why I'm flying in because it's, it's primetime Bears, baby. But it, I, it I was kind, nervous. I think it is kind of annoying to fly out to the West Coast for a preseason game. It's like well, and the, the reason st- I the Steelers would say that. and the Steelers or the Seahawks just played the Steelers yeah. the previous week, which is like oh. obviously they're flying out too. Well, I just I, I I noticed something that I just feel like obviously Fields needs more time with this new offense and this new and these new guys, and they didn't get to really get any game time reps with receivers that are supposed to get open because the stat was I think he was not the worst but he was in the bottom five for holding the ball the longest for preseason Last year? Or for no preseason? And, and and during preseason week one and that's including all backups that played yeah yeah I mean so is no... it are guys not getting open or is he also still holding on the ball I think it's probably a few things. One, you know, we think we have something in Darnell Mooney. Um, it sounds like he's, you know, bulked up. He's gotten bigger. He's faster. You know, he is entering his third year. Like, this is where, like, receivers kind of descend. But, like... Ascend? Ascend, my bad. Yeah, descend. <laughs> I was like, hopefully he doesn't descend. That yeah, fun. I'm really that's... hoping that's not the case. Fortunately, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking around. But, um... Like, a lot of these guys, like Ted pointed out, like, these are, like, guys on prove-it deals. And that could be very risky because, like, if you look at everyone's numbers, you're like, oh, this guy's been in the league for four years. He has 27 catches and one touchdown. It's just like, Jesus Christ. That's, like, good for a backup tight end nowadays, not someone who's supposed to be a three or possibly two wide receiver in your offense. And, like, these are guys that you picked up who – may not have a lot of game. They have a lot of years, but they don't have a lot of game experience, you know, with their prior franchise. Yeah, it's it's all the guy it's all I mean all these guys we're talking about are we're like the third option, fourth option on a team who we're probably seeing like I don't know what do you say, fifty to seventy percent of like uh seeing the field on like rates of like fifty percent, sixty percent, something like that. So they're not even like on the field that often when they are on right. the field. And, you know, you add that in with a young offensive line and an offense, one outside of the offensive line that, you know, obviously did not uh, play well. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be problematic. And, I, you know, I think we'd all like to see Justin run a little bit more. You know, get those six, seven yards, get out of bounds, keep the keep the chains moving. And he, he did do the, that one play where he put yeah, the he pressure. Did. That, that was nice to see. Um, reach the ball out to get the first down. He, I mean – I don't, I don't want to see him do anything stupid in preseason, but it was good to see that he recognized that the pocket was collapsing and used his athleticism to get the first down. Right. Also, no Cole Komet either. So that yeah. also, there's your safety blanket. Um, yeah, I also saw a guy that we've I've been asked about, Daz Newsom, and I'm glad that we didn't see him because he dropped a huge ball on special teams. So Yeah, and he, man, like, it wasn't, he didn't have a touchdown, though. 
He did have a touchdown, but uh, just go back to the punt real quick. It wasn't like the ball was moving, or at least I, I couldn't it was right, to right, right to him. Right to him. Right yeah. to the old red And then he loses like 15 yards. Yeah, at that I, point, just get on it. I'm kind of like I really miss, not obviously just because of what he did in the offense in Atlanta last year, but you know, having Cordell Patterson was at least nice to be like, okay, there's not going to really be a whole lot of bullshit here because – Obviously, Jakeem Grant had the the punt return touchdown, but before that, because he, you know, what he, I feel like he only made the Pro Bowl because of that, right? No, he had some he had some solid gains, but his first. Couple but there years, was there was struggled. some times there was some times where we were talking yes. on the five going, man, I'm like nervous every time this guy because he goes and runs a figure eight before he goes anywhere. And then yeah. before that, when it was Tariq Cohen, like he would do the same thing, try and backpedal five yards to make a play and end up getting losing a yard or gaining two yards where it's like with with Patterson like you mentioned Tim he would just he would get the punt and go and maybe he wouldn't return any but he would get 10 12 yards pretty often yeah I uh I don't know I didn't I, I just feel like I'm looking at the wide receiver depth chart now didn't really get to see St. Brown too much, but Taji Sharp is kind of looks like that next man up because it's on on the depth chart. It's going to be him and Des Newsom in that like third backup, fourth backup spot. So maybe Taji Sharp just wanted to catch that ball right in front of coach and try to make his way on the team. I don't know. I mean, if right. you're if you're a wide receiver in in the league and you feel like you hadn't haven't gotten your fair uh, chance because of players in front of you or coaches or stuff like that, come to the Bears and you you have a great shot to be a number two wide receiver on this team. Oh, 100%. So Tajay Sharp is making the best of it right now, at least after uh, preseason week one. And to, I guess, flip it again as well as because we're talking about first quarter. Yeah, you could look at the – and you definitely called out some good people there, Jackson, with uh, the corners there. Uh, obviously, I still know Kendall Vildor is still on the team, so it's not really like Kendall Vildor, Lamar Jackson, who's not the good Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But I, I didn't really see a lot of like pressure at uh, all. They did have five sacks, but that was mostly late. Not, game. yeah, not in the I'm first talking, quarter. I'm talking about the first quarter, you know, and it's just, it's I mean, really, it's really interesting because, like, obviously, you're not going to see Robert Quinn in the preseason. You wonder if Travis Gibson is that like the value pick on that defensive line, but you know, Blackson, uh, Justin Jones, guys that I don't know Tonga. about. Well, Tonga's even, he's not even a starter right now. Yeah, he's, he's kind of your three down guy who comes in. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. okay. So I'm obviously, we're, I feel like everyone's talking about how our bad of our, uh, our, what defensive backfield was, and then the question marks on our linebackers, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a second. But man, that that defensive line has the capability of being like a surprise or just like really bad. Yeah, I think what helps them is. Well, I'm hoping line. not the second. I'm yeah, hoping it's a surprise. What what helps them is that they're younger, right? This is the youngest defensive line that we've had probably in about four or five years. Um, but you know, what comes to like a younger offensive or defensive line is like. You could still get manhandled by a good offensive line any day of the week. And, you know, they're going to face good offensive lines the first couple weeks. And, you know, if they don't get to the quarterback, you know, your linebackers and your safeties and receivers are going to have a hard time, you know, making plays consistently. It makes you feel bad about not getting that three-technique guy from the Bengals. Yeah. 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 Did – what's this? The guy who signed from the Colts, Colts Muhammad, was he – in the starting, I don't. Know. He's no, behind he's the. He's behind Quinn in the depth chart. Okay, I was gonna say he must have been one of the ones that got one of the sacks or made a good play after the starters came out. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like down on him because no, I was, no, no. It's Mario just... Edwards did well. Gibson did well. Tonga has shown he could do well, but that's what we've only seen from some of these guys: flashes in the pan. Like, are they? Do they have longevity? Because if we have potential question marks at linebacker if we're not getting any penetration from the defensive line people we we seen what people could do passing against us oh boy can you imagine if people could just run all over us too (laughs) yeah and you look at you know great bear linebackers in the past 
you know, like with like Briggs and Erlacher, um, you know, Briggs was so good for so long because he had really good defensive tackles. And when, you know, when you have big space eaters, especially not if you're going to run four, three, you need those guys who are going to take up space. So while your linebackers to just clean up and make plays, make it easy, easier for them. And if they're not getting that inside pressure, you know, obviously losing Larry Ogunjobi, um, who's expected to be a space eater, someone's going to have to step up. It's going to have to be one of these, you know, younger guys. And it's going to be tough. You know, you got, you know, San Fran is obviously a good team. They have a good offensive line. So it will be a, good, a big challenge and a big question mark. I, I mean, I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and I see for the Will linebacker, we have one guy. Who is it? Joe Thomas. Yeah, that's – Did you just make that name up? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, well, and you have depth chart. Like, you have people behind Roquan, and you have people well, what at, do they have, behind – Where do they have Roquan technically at? Will or Sam? At, at middle. Really? This, I, this I is ESPN. This is ESPN. Yeah, because he's supposed to be Will. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about the two standouts of the defense right now to kind of segue into that. But Sanborn and Brisker might yeah. be might be absolutely needed members of this team. Yeah, let's uh, let's start with Brisker because he was the second round pick. Um, guy can play, man. The guy made three or four plays that you're like, this guy could be good. What he did the one series where he made all three tackles. Yeah. You yeah. might have to. You might have to be doing that quite a bit. <laughs> and he he he's like what he's like what you wanted to see in the Bears secondary these these last few years. Just like someone who would not who someone who's not afraid to just like get dirty, make a tackle, right? Not trying, you know, what, stop what being we, a running tackle too. Like the game. Remember in like 2018, Kev, you and I were watching the game. And the Dolphins just ran over the Bears secondary. And yep. I get that it was like 110, whatever. But, like, you still got to – like, Eddie Jackson went for a ride for most of that game. Like, he didn't want nothing to do with those running backs. Well, and then Jackson with um, – obviously him being a Penn State boy. Is this kind of what he was doing with, yeah, he, with Penn State? He, he plays up and he's physical. Like he is a physical dude. Could be a very, a very quick fan favorite if he keeps that up. Yeah, and like you know, on the draft picks, like he's someone definitely you could play the strong safety who can definitely help out the linebackers. He's he is kind of tall and lanky for a safety, so it'd be curious to see how they're going to build him in the next couple of years. And um, I know the tackle he kind of cleaned up on. Uh, the one that was behind the line, you know, he kind of finished the tackle. So I'd be curious to see what he does more in space. You know, like when a, a running back breaks open or a wide receiver breaks open, he has to bring them down. I think that has to be the next test. But, you know, he could have taken it easy on a, on a, um, that play behind the line. And he's like, no, I got to clean this up. Oh, and, and how many times in these under the Nagy era, I guess I, minus when Fangio was our coordinator, that – we weren't seeing guys just like get on the pile or come and finish up a tackle. And then you see like the running back or tight end, whoever it was like push for an extra two, three yards. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, they get a first down. Yeah. yeah it's, the little things. I'll be curious to see what he does. You know, he was someone who I thought the Bears should target in the draft. Um, and we got him. So uh, it's like kind of like a nice, like, yes, go, 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 go guy, go type of thing. But you know, I'd be curious to see how he does in the open field because um, that's how safeties really get measured is can you tackle in the open field? Because we know Eddie Jackson will not tackle in the open <laughs> field. And sometimes Jalen Johnson doesn't like to tackle in the uh, open field as well. So <laughs> Yeah, he's got a whole he's got a whole secondary to cover if yeah we see what we've seen out of those two guys. But, but the, had, the smartest play he made was when he could have decapitated. Oh, yes. Um, Chad Haney, and he didn't, right? He held up and dove, Superman dove over him to make it apparent that I'm not trying to hit you. Like, because yeah. a, a few plays earlier, Justin took a, a shot to the helmet and didn't get a flag, and it's bullshit that he doesn't get calls in the NFL. But that was Especially probably... Especially in a preseason game. Yeah, exactly, because you set the tone for the rest of the year. Or just, you know, the NFL wants their product of starting as many starting quarterbacks to start week one as possible. Oh, if, if that was Rodgers, uh, that guy would have been arrested. 
I, I mean, yeah, was really ha- excited to see uh, Jack Sanborn. Obviously, I don't know how much of that is just because he's playing the twos and the threes and the fours, but undrafted uh, guy that, from Wisconsin. Like, that's like the, that's like the sure. dream that you have is like a little kid being like, oh, I'm getting my shot to try out with a with a you know the team that I grew up watching. And you get a, you get hey you get your name called and then you get an interception you recover a fumble you make good plays on special teams like tackle for loss tackle for loss yeah I Dude, mean the Bears, the Bears he, subreddit was popping off about I Jackson think before. he might have earned a spot like I feel like he's had to have earned a spot <laughs> I mean how do you not get a how do you not get a spot on this team like yeah, I don't know we. What could you could have? I mean, I think it's I think it's definitely easy to not get a spot because how bad people are. But you know, like there were articles today saying like you might as well try them out on the ones because you don't know what you you think you have a product in Nick Morrow. You don't really have another linebacker. You might as well try them out. Look at this guy's college career. He played all four years at Wisconsin. You know, he played 11 games as a freshman. He was a leading tacker as a sophomore. See, I, what, you, you called Nick Morrow like a project or something, isn't it? He's, he's been in the NFL for a little while. He didn't play last year. I understand, but didn't he got he wasn't drafted by us. No, but like yeah, he play, he's he also, played a few seasons with the Raiders, I believe. Yeah, but he's not like a, a huge standout linebacker. No. Right. I mean, he's been okay. It's not like he's like Bobby. Oh, I thought you meant like he's like up and coming good. I was like, what, what has he done? I don't know anything to get a starting no. spot guaranteed. I don't know. No, I, I exactly. I, 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 you take a flyer on the, a type, a guy like this, but you know, you look at Sam, like uh, Samburn, like he, his four years at Wisconsin, he led the team in tackling three years in a row, and his numbers got better each year, and he was a first team. Uh, Big Ten guy um, at Wisconsin, you know, his senior year. And it's just like, shit, like. Is he, the only thing is, is he, is he fast enough to be in today's NFL? Right. You have, to, you have to cover those linebackers. I mean, I'm sorry. Tight, tight ends. The yeah. running backs. Right. And I think that's going to be his biggest challenge. Can you, can you do this? But, you know, I was watching some of his uh, um, highlights and, you know, he was running down people from Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Um he does a really good job of like catching the ball. Like he gets interceptions. Like, and how many times in the past years we had stone hands for fucking linebackers. This is like, Jesus Christ, catch the ball. Yeah. That like, was that, that was like that dead period of like when we went X, how many games without a turnover. And it's just like, you could have, you had like probably three or four or five, six, seven shots to get a turnover. You just couldn't catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I, I saw one play he made, where he jumped up and it hit him in the chest, and then he took the other his left hand was able to grab the ball, like and it was on the line of scrimmage where it happened. I'm like, damn, like to have reflexes like that, that's that's pretty impressive. But they need linebackers who can catch the ball. Even Roquan's not the best at catching the ball. Well, and so, it, with a, with a team like this, untalented, like it just if you got a guy who has a nose for the football and like clearly has experience at a big time college. You mean you listed his accolades, but why not give him a shot? If he, if he, especially after that first preseason performance, yeah. throw, him in, throw him in with the ones or throw him in with like the next, the next group, have him come in with the twos or whatever, just to see what he can do against better talented guys. And then, Hey, he, he could be like, I were talking about 10 years down the road saying, man, I can't believe that he went undrafted. Now he's been a solid player for us for X yeah. many years. And, you know, I think Bear fans like people like this. You know, he grew up on the Northwest, grew up on the Northwest side from Lake Zurich. Um, I guess his father passed away when he was young and was like raised by his mom. Um, You know, he did get other recruit. uh, He was a four star recruit, which isn't it's pretty good, you know, out of five. But he, he had offers from like Iowa, Duke, Michigan State, Minnesota, Vanderbilt and Northwestern. So. It's like he was on a lot of people's radars. I think Tim's biggest thing is, like, can he keep up? Can he play the speed, you know, as what a middle linebacker or possibly outside linebacker's responsibilities are? So I want to see more. Yeah. Um, if he was on a better just, team, I would say. you got to keep him because you're 
proving to the entire league that you don't value linebackers. So you only, I mean, and you only got Joe Smith at one linebacker position. Why? I mean, you got to have depth somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I when you're yeah again when you're trying to potentially trade your best player away, I who is a linebacker, I just I would have to say that you might want to hold on to any sort of potential standouts of linebackers you got. Then I think you know you have a game like that. You know they always say like in preseason. You know, one one or two plays can really solidify your spot on a roster, and he might have well done that. Like, and you know, Kevin, you said it's good to have people with <coughs> nose nose for a ball, and you get a fumble recovery, you get an interception. You know, Eberflus's philosophy of rallying to the ball, create turnovers, create chaos. You know, coming out of that Lovey Smith attitude, you know, young players will buy in young, especially if they have a skill you know, similar to that. Like, oh, yeah, I, we did this at Wisconsin all the time. Now we're doing it in the pros. I can definitely get in on this. Yeah, I mean, and, and anyone listening, do not, like, take – I'm not comparing Jack Sanborn to this guy, yeah. but – I mean, he's not Darius Leonard, but he can, like, obviously pull from – he coached Darius Leonard, and he's the best linebacker in the NFL. Like, he can teach him things that Darius Leonard taught him and obviously use that experience to help this guy – not saying he's going to be Darius Leonard or even come close to that, but I mean, like you said, a young player can buy in and he can learn these things. And you know, if he's a guy that was highly recruited and like a top, top uh, first round pick, second round pick, he might be like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm a first round pick. I'm a second round pick. I don't really have to take everything you say, but he could be like a sponge, you know, and that's that's what you want. Who will say this? Jack Sanborn is a great linebacking name. Yeah, that is a good name. That is a very good linebacker name, especially Chicago. If he if he ends up being good, that's like a same thing with uh, Brisker. He's a, he could be an easy fan favorite, that's for sure. And I like how the linebackers now are going back to the '50s numbers. They're not wearing like six or five or eight. It's just like okay, these guys look like linebackers now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you guys got anything else to, to talk about week one before we kind of move along was, with what else we got? was very happy to see that um, we have a good punter because we're going to use him a oh, lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, do you know one thing we got to talk about? I totally forgot about this. We got to talk about that baseball field they played on on Saturday. I mean, if they're not going to be playing there in a few years. Holy shit. Yeah, that was bad. That's I didn't bad. realize it, and I started looking at it. I'm like, there's something off about that stadium. And then you start seeing the pictures, and then you start looking at the screen. You're like, oh, yeah, now I see it now. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Something wrong with my TV or what? <laughs> it really was. I got to clean this thing. Oh, wait, no, it's just there's a bunch of dead grass and dirt all over this field. Did they just have, like, a concert there or what? I think, yeah, someone was there. But they still have, like, three more concerts there. I think, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers are supposed to be there. I hate yeah. when they do that during the season, like, during, like, a, a, a travel week or whatever, and you're just like, why? And then I think the week get, before. Get that new stadium, baby. I think the week before, um, Rammstein is supposed to be there. Why, why is there, like, I mean, I get that it, all these things take time, but what's the current holdup on just deciding if they're going to be in Chicago or Arlington Heights right now? Oh, I I think I don't think you'll find out until next year. Why? Contracts, mm. leasing. Probably all. Probably what else? What happens in the mayor's election? Okay. Well, I, that's, I mean, just get the new stadium in Arlington Heights, please, and make it wonderful. Oh well, as we uh, finished up. Game number one of the preseason. Anything you guys are, and Jackson, you can tie into your uh, position battles that you mentioned in the pre-show. Anything you're looking forward to in the game this Thursday against Seattle that you're going to keep an eye on? Uh, yeah, I, you know, obviously the offensive line has to get better. Uh, we talked to, like, today. We heard that. I don't know why they weren't doing this. Um earlier in training camp or in mini camp is at least trying Tevin Jenkins out at right guard. He he's been getting snaps at right guard today. He was with the ones today. 
Um, I don't know why they weren't trying this out earlier in the year. It kind of made sense just because the amount of tackles they were kind of bringing in. But they got to solidify that right side of the line. Um, you know, I think, Kevin, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Is like I think Jenkins is going to be a starter. Um, just because, like, that Riley Reef guy, I mean, he looked bad. He looked really bad. And I think it it plays more favorably if your draft picks are starters than more than one-year sign-in guys because that means you're still not fixing the problem at offensive line, right? If Larry Borum and if Tevin Jenkins can solidify themselves as the starters, you know, you got to think, okay, we don't need to do any more quick patches on the offensive line work. So curious to see if how the offensive line is going to keep going. One thing I did notice from uh, the week one in the preseason was that Braxton Jones was taken out with Justin Fields. I thought they probably should have kept Braxton in it just because like he still needs to get used to the NFL speed, you know, coming from an FCS team that went one and nine last year. I disagree. I think we I think we need one healthy guy in the line and I think that would I think that <laughs> would be the left I, I think the left tackle should probably be the healthy guy. I, I mean at this point, yeah, he should probably yeah. But um so that's that's my biggest thing is I'm gonna be looking for is like Honestly, they got the right this side. whole season absolutely we, if we're patchwork in the right side, it's gonna stink, but I mean, I think we all can agree if if somehow, some way, Braxton Jones becomes the left tackle of the future, we're in we're in pretty darn good shape. Yeah, much better position than we, any of us would have thought. Yeah, I mean, if you were to think, even if Borum and Jenkins and Braxton, then we could go potentially if we have a high pick, we could go and get a pass rusher or a wide receiver. Pick. Yeah, right. You know, if 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 Jenkins and Borum and Braxton all hit, you know, and all have decent long careers with Fields, you're like, wow, you know, we got lucky. We we can have multiple offensive linemen who are the same age as Fields are growing together um, because you know that Cody Whitehair is you know is an old guy, and you know Lucas Patrick isn't a young guy anymore. You know, a young guy anymore. So you. you you got to have young offensive linemen grow with your quarterback. Yeah, a nice core would be great to see. Oh, my God. They all had, like, grow with careers. The dream. Tim, anything you're looking forward to? I mean, obviously, I'm sure what Jackson said as well, but. Um, I, I It sounds like since we're not going to see a lot of starters, I'm, I'll stay away from that. But, um, again, maybe just, uh, obviously, again, um, maybe see some more of the, you know, the the tier three, tier four receivers, see if anyone wants to make a name for themselves. And it sounds like from what I was talking about earlier, uh, the Seahawks run the ball a lot. They're going to run the ball a lot in preseason still. That's what they're going to want to do. So do we have any tier two, tier three defensive linemen that could stuff the run? Yeah, get, get pressure. And I guess for me, what I'm going to look forward to, I mean, I, I would say all those things that you said I, as well, the offensive line and the run stoppers, but I guess which wide receiver is going to come out? I mean, since there's only one guy I know of, I mean, I guess Vilas Jones too, but one guy and with Mooney that is going to be solidified as a starting wide receiver. So is it going to be Sharp? Will he show out again? Is it going to be Pringle? Will he will he play? Um, who could it be? So that's what I'll look forward to is which wide receiver is going to show out this week. All right. So wrap it up with Roquan? Yeah, let's wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap it with Roquan. What the fuck's going on with this guy? Uh, I mean, he wants to get paid. I I don't really blame him. I don't blame him, but the way he's going about this is just he's, seems moronic to me. It not it kind of the only way you can do it if you don't have an agent, though? Don't you kind of have but to do this is, stuff? The thing is, he didn't have an agent his first year. Had an agent, and now he doesn't have an agent anymore, and it's like we're going back to his rookie year stuff, and the thing is, the Bears, one, they can't – there's not a lot of value in linebackers, it seems like, anymore. And the thing is, he is only 25. He should get a big return. But I don't think they'll get a big return for him as, as much as the Bears think. And plus, like, you know, you get rid of him, you're still down a lot. You're still going to need another linebacker spot for next year. 
And like you know, the free agent market isn't as good this year as it was last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I understand like where he's coming from in terms of he's wanting to get paid. I think that it just sucks for him and for everyone involved that he doesn't have an agent because all this stuff wouldn't be coming out if there was an agent mediating everything. You know, if there was he had whoever it is. Telling Roquan, like, oh, you know, it, it would cushion the blow of him, the Bears being like, no, we're not going to pay you this for X, Y, and Z, where Roquan hears that and he's just probably thinking, oh, like, you don't want me? I'm going to hold out or I'm going to, I want to be traded, where the agent can kind of be like, oh, like they said this, but we're going to try and work on this. And it just is easier to digest coming from an agent and a, a middle person rather than just hearing it straight from polls and company. Uh, but it sucks because obviously Roquan's been our best defensive player for a while now, and it's been our I, best player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, do I do, do I agree he deserves to be paid? Yes. But then again, I don't want to overpay for a position that's not, you know, quarterback, pa- like elite pass rusher, or a pass rushing linebacker who can make. We can get turnovers uh, or an offensive weapon. That's you not. Yeah, I, I think the left the leverage that the the front office has is you have no idea how good you're going to be in a four three, right? Yeah. You, you used to play in a three four. You play. I, I I don't know what Georgia plays. I assume they probably play more of a three four because most colleges, unless you're Alabama, play at that four three or three four. But um. You know, he's moving more to the outside where, you know, if he is going to play Will, um, he'll have more, you know, free, more more of free things to do, which could actually be more beneficial to him. He's not taking on as many blockers or passing responsibilities. Um, you know, that his numbers could actually, you know, help him. I think the problem is you don't see a lot of four threes anymore. Um, he doesn't, he is not like a big sack guy even though his sack numbers are are pretty good and like it's really hard because there's a lot of good linebackers who've been doing it for a long time who are just going to get the recognition right he's it's going to be hard for him to get pro bowls when there's like bobby wagner and ladarius leonard and all these guys who get the awards fred warner and i like they're also just not Good linebackers, they're, but they're on better teams. And when you're on a better team, as we all know, like you get more recognition, even though it, he's had less. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just what it is. I I just uh, all I look at is 2023 with this team, right? In 2023, we have the most cap space in the NFL by a very large margin. I'm looking at right now, if you're just effective cap space, we have 94 million. The next person would be at 52. So we're, we're essentially double the cap space of the Giants, um, or, or like the amount of space that we have next year. So to me, what does that look like? Like that looks to me that you got to spend some of it to keep some of your players because it means like a lot of our players are leaving. Right. So why, why not go spend on a player? Like, I get that you don't want to necessarily, like, overpay, I guess, if you're polls for Roquan. But, like, he's already proven that he's a top 100 NFL player. So you kind right of need... Front of Mac need Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you need some of them. You need some good players. And you. it's not like we have these up-and-coming linebackers. We're depleted at the position. We, we talk about Jack Sanborn trying to become a starter. Yes. So like. We need... We need like we need knowns to, in 2023 because we have so many unknowns in 22. Like I, I look at the Bears and you got to think, okay, can they do something like the Chargers did this year, where oh wow, um, second year with Justin Herbert last year, they showed that they could do well, and then they started spending money on their players, and then they went out and got players. Right. Well, we're not in that position theoretically unless we know. Um, like some people show up this year because we're not a couple of free agents away where we can go spend on Khalil Max and stuff like that. And I know that he was one of our, uh, one of our players, but like, 
you would love to be that next year when you have $94 million of cap space to go spend money on free agents. But you you need, like, we we can't go spend money on all these random pass rushers if we also need, like, an entire team. Yeah, I think also you got you got to play his age and the fact that he is 25. If you give him a four-year deal, he's still coming out at 29. And that's, you know, at 30, 31, that's when, you know, linebackers start slowing down. You don't have down. to pay fields for a couple years, too. Like, it just seems yeah. like seems instead like a good of doing time it, to pay him. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'd, a, I'd pay him. I, I think You need so. a known commodity. You need a leader on the defense. You need someone who understands, like, all right, listen, we'll pay you now. We're going to get a lot of dead weight off the books next year with all these one-year deals. You know, if they get a top 10 pick next year, I think that the blueprint is, okay, if Brisker, if— Yeah, if some people show up, then you can go go spend money on other people. Yeah, because you're still going to have to pay Montgomery. You're still going to have to pay— They're not going to pay Montgomery. No, he's gone. Jalen Johnson, you know, Mooney. These guys are up soon, too. Um— you know, if you get a top 10 pick, they're probably going to go wide receiver, right? One would think. Um, I still think you go pass rush. I think it really depends who's there, right? If, if you're top 10, it, or who can hit, right? If our pass rushers can get the sacks. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it just it just me, it seems like we go on and on. I think. This is a known commodity that we have. Why not keep it? it? Because, it because we have hurt. so many unknowns. It does like, hurt that a lot of the big wide we, receivers who we thought were going to be free agents next year signed. Do we even training. know? I mean, you could say the best players on our team are probably Roquan and Montgomery, probably, right? Like, and maybe Robert Quinn just because of what he did last year. But Robert Quinn, we know, is not. He's not in a position to continue with the Bears after his contract. No, and he might be done after. Montgomery is going to probably be gone. You can't even tell me if Fields is 100% going to still be on the Bears. And then Mooney can be absolutely dynamic and awesome or not at all. So it sounds like to me you have one guy who you know is at least you know exactly what you're getting. And, and- and I think, you know, we all read his statement and all of our listeners have read his statement. He wants to be here. Like, he knows the responsibility of being a Chicago Bears linebacker. And, you know, when we first started doing this, you know, we talked about how younger players necessarily don't maybe understand or care about the history of the legacy. And I get that. But when you're as good as a linebacker as he is, you know, you understand that pressure. You know, he, he acknowledged Singletary. He acknowledged Wilbur Marshall. He acknowledged Buckus and Erlacher and Briggs. He wants to be in that that elite group of linebackers that have come here and have paved it forward for a new generation. All right, real real quick. Do you think right now that they're signing Roquan? Do they franchise tag him or do they trade him? I think they sign him. Tim? I think they should sign him, but I think they will not. Uh, I think that they're they're going to – I think it's going to be long. It's going to be a big process, like like this whole thing already is with the fake caller and all this kind of thing. But I do think that they will sign him, but I, hopefully that doesn't I'm, – I'm telling you, I think that Poles thinks – and it's it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing necessarily yet. I think he's a real. I think he thinks he's really smart. Um, I really think that he really does believe in people like, oh wow, look at what I got at potentially in Braxton Jones and all these guys. And I'm just like, you kind of, I I understand that you think that you're this good picker and all that, but maybe like just for one position, just count your chickens. Just shirt, just shirt up for just, a guy. Just, just. <laughs> And that's where I think that he's thinking that he oh he's he, I want to mold it too. And then obviously you got the whole like the fact that he didn't he didn't draft him. And and honestly I just I don't really have a lot of faith in our organization of like what are you gonna get for him? Because if you don't get a first round pick like and it sounds like we won't like what what do you like don't like. If you get a second round pick, guess what I get, I'm going to want with one of those second round picks that we have next year? A linebacker. Right. <laughs> okay. So uh, 
if he was if he was closer to thirty, maybe no. Uh, but I I could just tell you, I think that they are playing the cap game too, and thinking of getting a, a, a surefire offensive line unit uh, going and spending that money on that. So I I would not be surprised if Roquan doesn't sign. And like we've talked about this before, um, you know, Kevin, we we kind of talked in other sports like. Every once in a while, you just want players to just stay in the hometown for their entire career. And, I, you know, the older you get, you understand this is a business. It makes sense. But it still sucks when you, see, when you trade your favorite player. They, they don't re-sign him. Like, this does seem like a guy who wants to be here. Right? He it, wants to win. He's tasted winning. He's been in the playoffs twice here. But, you know, it's like you're, you're – co- you want to see this young talent. I still consider him a young talent. He's 25, for God's sakes. Um, you know, like, he's done everything right for you. It, it would also really sting, too. Not uh, Roquan is the better player, in my, opi- in my opinion. And they also play different, two different positions. But to see if Roquan were to leave, to have him leave, and to have Leonard Floyd leave and see how well he's been doing with the yeah, Rams, that would just be double a double gut punch. I mean, Floyd was hard because, like... What did I text you guys? That if if, if Roquan leaves, because you got to include Cleo Mack as some of these first-round picks, like, we haven't had... Minus Fields, we haven't had a first-round pick stay with us in the last 12 picks. That's insane. Woof. Right? And that's, you know... And and and, 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 in those 12, the longest one that stayed with us was Kyle Long. (laughs) A guard. And who obviously couldn't stay on the field because of the injury. I mean, just like look at look back at our first round picks. It'll make you sick. Like it just it. And again, obviously, this is not all. This cannot be all on polls because he didn't. He hasn't even had a first round pick as a Bears GM. But like, I, I do, I do appreciate polls in the sense that he didn't bat around the bush during the press conference. You know, he got out in front of it and said, "Hey, we're going to negotiate. We want him on the team." You know, obviously he's saying, you know, what we want to hear, but like he didn't also shy away from questions. And, you know, polls, I think a lot of Bear fans, you know, thank God I'm not in the Chicago media market. Tim, neither are you. So we don't hear the the ridiculous people calling in. You know, he's had this up and down, um, whatchamacallit, offseason, you know, Larry Obanjobi doesn't, doesn't, signs him. Everyone's excited. Three weeks later, he can't play. So you're you're going on all these what ifs like we've said this entire this entire episode. And he's a known what guy. ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Yeah, so why not like, why not just get the guy that you know is gonna be a banked, slam dunk? He 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 banked on his draft picks, which he got eleven, which was tied for the second most, uh, which you know in years past we haven't done. So I respect that about polls. And now it's just like this is like another big test that he was gonna have to do is dealing with your star player on a contract. So for a rookie GM, this is not just this is this is his make or break moment, and we haven't even kicked off the season so, yet. Because I don't want it, it, this needs to be a trade then. Because if he's not, if you're not going to sign him now, I don't want him to even test the the free agency, the the tag, or anything. like it's it. Like that's it. Do you I, think you gotta, Roquan is? You got to trade him. Do you think Roquan is playing with polls, knowing that polls is a first year GM? I see how much he, you can I get out of he, it. I think he just absolutely knows the positions he's in, and he. He can ask for this right now because, like I just said, he can't. We can't let this go past this year. He, we have to sign him now. And the longer that, we wait, the less valuable we, we, he is we, to we, us. Yeah, we have right. to. We have to trade him. And even it, like, even if we, it, like, if you know for a fact it's not getting done, like, you got to get a second round pick or something. You got to yeah. get something. Yeah, you like, can't just be like, I'm gonna wait and see. Because us signing him for a year on the tag means nothing. This team is going nowhere this year so like what doesn't and then you lose him for nothing or a yes. compens- or what yes. do you call it a compensatory pick yep. possibly but so you have to sign him and you have to sign him before the season or it's uh not good well that's just another thing we can look forward to this preseason other than the games is what the hell is going to go on throw quan will we sign him will he get traded he is Probably a lot of people's favorite bear player currently on the team, so I just I don't get. It. Yeah, that's like the like at least like I have at least I bought a Roquan jersey. He's not going to leave. Well, you know you never yeah, know. Wait, I've seen that before. Do you have a Roquan jersey, Jackson? No, 
No, because okay. I, I had a feeling this could happen with him. Um, right. The only time he could get it is if he signs, potentially. And even still, I mean, like you said, 25 years old, he might not even get – he might get just that four-year deal or something. I would love a Roquan jersey. I would love a Brisker jersey. But, but like, it's so hard, man. I had to go get a Jack Sanborn jersey because <laughs> he's all he got if he leaves. I hope that I hope that kid pans out. That would be awesome to see him play week one, whether he does well or not. It's it's just, it is a good story. And, like – I think people from Chicago like people like his like they like stories like his. Yeah, that'll be the the thin uh, white line in this possibly dark season. But well, if you guys don't have anything else, we think wrap it up. Don't look at uh, Roquan as a dollar sign, uh, thinking, "Oh wow, I'm gonna look stupid overpaying." Because I think whatever you pay him, if you are gonna sign him, he'll be worth it. So. Yeah, I don't think any fans will come out and be like, oh, you overpaid because. Because uh, the guy's still going to get 100 tackles barring injury a year. So, yeah. Whether he changes to the position or not. So that's my the final thing. I if, you're, if, it's, if it's purely a money thing, you're not doing your job as GM currently. Right? Pay him. Add to the legacy of being a great Chicago Bear linebackers. Please. Pretty please. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Team Bear Sports Podcast, as always, catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you feel like getting your podcasts. Other than that, bear down. Hopefully the Bears uh, show out in this next preseason game. And Team Bear out. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!